you know, most people say, check, check, you know. I say, no, cash, cash, cash. Cash, cash, cash. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. This is episode number 60. This is Mike Frost, and today on the podcast, we'll be discussing fishing. That's not trout fishing. This is fishing with a PH, not an F. Before we get to that, let's welcome to the podcast, David, our CEO and founder. David, you ready to talk about fishing today? I can't wait. I wish wish Matt was here today. You know, he said on his podcast that if there's one thing he would love to do to be a pro at, it's fishing, but he meant the... Uh, he meant the other kind, though, I'm pretty sure. He meant the one with an F. He didn't mean this one. So, And by the way, Matt won't be joining us today, but we do have our wonderful marketing intern, Erica. All right. So here we go. We're going to jump right into it, David. All right. Fishing. Fishing. P-H-I-S-I-N-G. What in the heck is fishing? <laughs> Think of it like you know, fishing for a fish. When you throw a lure out there, you're trying to deceive the fish, right, into making it, making it think that that lure that you're casting is the real thing and they bite it and obviously you hook them and you, you bring them in. Well, fishing with a pH is um, the electronic version of that for people, you might say. Uh, it's where someone, some malicious hacker, whatever you want to call them, is out there trying to deceive you into imitating they're imitating someone or some entity that you trust typically and trying to get you typically to click on some sort of a link that's in a malicious email or a text message um, so that once you click on that they're able to take over your computer or uh, steal passwords and things like that from your computer and we hear a lot about this going on. We hear a lot of our clients have had this happen to them. And so if you want to wonder, well, is this a big deal? Well, yeah, it's a big deal. The first fishing attack happened back in 1996. Erica might not even be born by then. But <laughs> in 2017, a massive phishing scam tricked Google and Facebook accounting departments, their accounting departments now, into wiring money of over a hundred million dollars to overseas bank accounts that were under the control of some kind of hacker. So some hacker got a hold of the Facebook and Google accounting departments and said, hey, I'm a real deal. Click on this and sent a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And so if they can deceive a big organization, a big company that's you know, pretty tech savvy like Facebook, Google into wiring a hundred million dollars. They can do that to them. They can certainly do it to you. So it's important. Uh, uh, even a recent uh, personal example, I had a family member. Um, she got an email saying something about her computer being infected with viruses and, and uh, she needed to click on something so that they would be able to take over her computer remotely and be able to help her remove all these viruses. Well, obviously it was a phishing scam and, um, 
so they sure enough within within minutes of doing that they already had her credit card and Whoa. all kinds of things fortunately she was able to figure it out figure it out pretty quickly after the fact but uh yeah so they they can be they're getting better and better they're getting more and more sophisticated at their tax so it's important to be very careful and you know they don't have to be right 100 percent of the time because when they do this electronically I mean, they can send out, you know, 10,000 emails, and if only five of them work, and they make, in this case, $100 million, it's very it's profitable. paid off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So fishing with the pH. Well, is this just one kind, David, or are there different types of fishing? Uh, there are several different kinds. Uh, one is called uh, spear fishing. So that's this is a type of target attack, targeted attack that's based on what we would call pre-attack reconnaissance. In other words, they're, they've already kind of – creeped on you you might say online that maybe looked at your facebook page your linkedin page your whatever and they kind of already know maybe some of the things you're interested in and so they use that pre-attack recon to figure out uh how best to deceive you what type of fishing lure so to speak is going to work for you so this is a fairly common type of uh, of attack in fact 38 percent of all fishing is spear fishing and uh, the average cost of these successful spear spear fishing attacks is one point eight million dollars. Average. The average. My goodness. And spear fishing, unlike just throwing a, a lure out there and hoping you find something, spear fishing, you have a target. Yep. You know what you're going after, and that's what they're doing. Like you said, they've already kind of done some background work on you. They know kind of your your habits and what you do, and they're coming after you. It's, yeah. it's not an accident. You, you are a target. Right. Like, for example, I don't know this to be the case, but the example I just mentioned, a family member, perhaps this family member had already um, indicated some concerns about computer viruses or computer speed being too slow or something like that so sure enough they send uh a uh, email that has to do with speeding up your computer or removing viruses oh yeah that's something i'm interested click boom you're like the fish who just got hooked by that uh, treble hook just set the hook okay <laughs> another type of fishing is clone fishing where criminals take a copy or a clone of a previously delivered email that contains some type of link or attachment. So they take a copy of that, and then they, they replace the link with a malicious link, the one that takes you where they want you to go. And then they, they send that as if they were you. Now, they've cloned you with that email and send it out to people, and they say, well, you know, I trust David Lee. I got this email from him. Well, I'll click on this link, and boom, they got you. A common one that I've seen in that in this department or in this type of uh, clone phishing attack, as, as it's called. So in a, an example of this recently is FedEx and UPS clone emails where um, – People know that so many people are, especially during COVID, right? People are having all these packages delivered to their homes. So they mimic, they pretend like they're UPS or FedEx, and they send you this email saying, hey, click here to check on the status of your package. Yeah, David, that actually happened to me and a couple of my friends this year at school. It was weird because one girl got a text from, quote, FedEx saying, oh, track your package here. And so she didn't click on it. She thought it was weird. And then she sent it. And then all of a sudden, all of us were getting them and all the people in the same friend group. So it's dangerous. But yeah. we didn't click on it, luckily. Smart ladies right there. Smart ladies. Oh, by the way, just a side note, Erica is also a member of the President's Club. 
at a Washita Baptist University. So <laughs> kudos to you, Miss Erica. 4.0. Miss 4.0. Okay, so that's clone. We talked about spear phishing was probably the most common. You're targeted. Clone phishing is t- taking a, a trusted email, making it a bad email, and sending it out to as many people as possible. What else? Uh, there's another type called phone phishing. This is where the caller claims to be your bank or the police department or the IRS or, you know, the police department in some foreign country that's got your long lost nephew. (laughs) And if you just send them a bazillion dollars, they'll, uh, you know, let your nephew come back home to the United States. I guess if you don't like your nephew, that wouldn't be very effective (laughs) though. But, uh, but uh, actually one that I've seen with an actual, uh, this happened to an actual client several years back. She's since deceased, but so she got a call from publishers clearinghouse you know, the, the company that would always, you know, they used to have ads running all the time about how they'd come knock on your door and you just won a million dollars or whatever. Well, she had some people calling them uh, pretending to be Publishers Clearinghouse, and she was convinced that it was legit and it was real, and uh, but it was, a, it was a phone phishing attack. So that's a common, a common type of one. And you can do the same thing with texting as well, phishing. So you got to be very careful with these. Uh, a few others that you might hear of, not as prevalent, are called angler, domain, email, search engine, smishing, whaling, and vishing. So if you want to know all the different types of phishing, there's a bunch of them. Okay, well, now we've kind of told you, you know, here's what it is. Here's how big it can be. Here's some different types. Now let's discuss, well, how do we keep that from happening to us or our clients or the people listening to our podcast? David, any thoughts? Yeah. um, First of all, don't ever, ever, ever click on a link. You kind of heard Erica reference this earlier. Don't ever click on a link unless you're a a thousand percent percent sure that you know who it came from. And even if you think you're a thousand percent sure, if you if you're on your laptop or computer, if you hover your mouse over the link before clicking it, you'll notice when if you hover your mouse over it, it'll actually show you the the link that's behind that hyperlink. And so, for example, if it says it's UPS, but when you hover over the link, it's taking you to some weird sounding link that has nothing to do with UPS. Well, that's a clear giveaway that that's a phishing attack. So don't click on it. Another thing is to uh, take urgent deadlines with a grain of salt. Anytime someone's trying to tell you, hey, if you don't, if you don't take care of this right now, someone's going to die or you're going to lose tons of money or whatever, that's, that's also oftentimes a dead giveaway that that is one of these phishing attacks. Uh, another one is to look for the S in the HTTPS line at the, the actual uh, web address on your browser. That S means that it's a secure website or some web browsers will actually have an image of a lock up there, which tells you that, uh, that you're on a secure site. And another one is just simply to change your passwords frequently so that if you have inadvertently been uh, a victim of one of these types of attacks. If you're changing your passwords frequently, it uh, makes it difficult. It limits the amount of damage they can do. And that's the one, you know, we hear that quite often, change your passwords frequently, but how many of us do it? So uh, that is one. It's a real easy way to fix it because most of us usually have a password and we use it on a lot of different things. And so if they hack one password, watch out. They got you. All right. Don't allow any remote access to your computer. 
says, well, hey, you know, we just need to get in a computer and take a look at this and we can do it remotely. Don't do that. Absolutely don't do that. Uh, set up two-factor authentication. Well, what in the heck's authentication? Well, that's where if you send a link, if you send a, a password or, or something, they have to confirm that with you via text message to your phone or some other device. So now you're using two different devices and they're confirming who you are. All right. Uh, trust your gut. Like Erica said, she looked at it like, that doesn't look right. If it doesn't look right, don't click on it. And like David said, if it says, you got to get it done like right now, almost nothing has to be done that fast. So trust your gut. Use good judgments. Don't click on any unknown links, download unknown files, or open unknown attachments. David hit that up front. If you get something from someone's attachment or link and you don't know them, delete it. And the last but not least, hey, if this does happen to you, report it. Now, we're going to talk about how we do that. If you get scammed, what you should do. First of all, immediately change all your passwords on your email accounts, your financial institutions, your computer login, Facebook, everything. So you know they've got access to your stuff. So change your password. That'll slow them down. Got to let your bank know what's going on. You have to let them know. Otherwise, if there's a huge withdrawal, they just assume you did it and you're liable for it. But if you let them know, they can put a stop to that. Use a trusted security software to scan and scrub the malware off your computer. If you know you got scammed, you probably have some malware on there and they're either doing, they're, they're tracking your keystrokes or something. So you got to get a trusted piece of software to get that off of there. So if you get a phishing email, we want you to forward it to the anti-phishing working group. And we'll have this link in the show notes, uh, but it's report phishing, P-H-I-S-I-N-G, at a is in Apple, P is in Paul, W is in Weather, G is in Girl.org. Report phishing at APWG.org. You got to send that in so they can look at these. And if you get a phishing text message, forward it to 77267. Report the phishing attack to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, at reportfraud.ftc.gov. Reportfraud. .ftc.gov. This will be in the show notes as well. And if you think a scammer has your information, like your social security number, your credit card number, your bank card number, something like that, go to identitytheft.gov. Identitytheft.gov. There you'll see the specific steps you need to take based off the information that might have been lost. Okay. Well, David, we talked a lot about fishing today. We hadn't talked about any trout or bass, so Matt <laughs> would have been upset. Uh, but for the summary... Always be suspicious of urgent emails or phone calls. Like David said, I, I had a, a person I knew real well not long ago, and I got this email that says, hey, I'm out of the country, and this person was on a mission trip, and I need some money right away. And I, I sent a message back. I said, well, what's my son's name? Yeah, and they go. didn't know, and yeah. they would have known if that had been the right person. Yeah. So uh, we knew that was a fraud then. Always protect your information. If you're on social media, if you're filling out forms online, you got to know where your information is going. You got to know. Okay. Always use good judgment. If you <laughs> trust that gut, if something smells fishy, <laughs> play on words, uh, it probably is. And then if you do get hacked, please report it. Please report those. All right, folks. Now, Erica. Can you share with the listeners how if they got a question about phishing or anything else about financials, how do they get that to, here, to us here at Mach 1 Market Moment? Yeah, you can submit any questions that you have on our website under the podcast section, or you can email podcast at mock-1financial.com. Fantastic. Thank you, Erica. You do a great job 
producing this show and all the behind-the-scenes work it takes to get this on here and make us look good because the people here in person, they say, wow, the podcast don't sound like it did when you recorded it. So thank you for making us look good on the podcast. All right, folks, those of you of my generation and uh, older will know this quote. Uh, this one says, who is going to believe a con artist? Everyone, if she's good, <laughs> by Andy Griffith from Mayberry. All right. Well, folks, that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com disclosures.